Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics podcast, the voice for women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Colleen. My name is Bridget. And today we are deep diving into the dating world. Well, not Bridget and I specifically, but for all of our friends that have, you know, a lot of women our demographic are divorced or they're widowed, or they've just gotten out of a long-term relationship, or maybe you've been single for a while. And the idea of getting on a dating app is a daunting task. So we thought that we would talk to Christy Price, who is a certified matchmaker. She's also a dating coach, and she's founder of KP Matchmaking. And Christy has over 15 years of experience, more importantly, 92% success rate. So we are going to be talking about how you can use a matchmaker, what they're good for, how if you're going to use a dating coach, you can still use apps as well. But a lot of people want someone else to do the legwork for them. They want to be handed four or five profiles and just be told, do you like this person? Do you like that person? They want to take the guesswork out of it. So it was was a cool interview. What do you think, Bridget? It was. Oh my gosh. I was so impressed with her in the vetting process that she uses to make sure that you're safe. Because I think if I were in that world right now, I think safety would be a really big concern of mine. And she really is thorough in her vetting background. I I loved the process she said she uses. Um, You'll find out. She's like, if I find out you're married, you're out of here. (laughs) No, don't go to her. If you want to be a cheater, Christy is not your person for that. So she's not all about that at all. And, you know, she she gives us so much information about red flags to look out for. Um, just the whole process. And she won't take you on for matchmaking until you are ready. Like if you've just come out of a relationship and you're still dogging your ex and things like that, you're not ready for dating. So I thought that that was really interesting. You know, she knew so much about it. It's a time for our demographic, I think, that we are more hesitant to go on apps. I could be wrong. I don't date, so I'm not sure. Maybe it's great. But for my children, I'm hesitant for it. So I I think I project that onto the rest of the demographic. But if someone could take the work out of that, and you don't have to worry about, does the person really look like that picture? Are they really that age? Do they really work at that particular place? I think it's worth a lot of money to, I would think. Oh, I think it done. is. I think, you know, uh, the happiness that can come having a great partner is great. And I love to, I mean, you're going to find out all about in our interview, how she helps you in that process with her coaching and the whole thing. And stylist. Your best. Right, stylist. But it to be, you know, it's got to be part of you, though. You can't become somebody else because that will come through eventually. You've always got to be yourself. For those of you who want to get more information about Christy, Christy is a certified matchmaker in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and South Florida. But she has dating coach experience. So if you're looking for a dating coach, she can work with you online. And all of the links for all of that will be in our show notes. Get ready for some dating advice from Christy Price. We'll talk to you after. Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. Today we have on Christy Price, who is a certified matchmaker and founder of KP Matchmaking. And Bridget and I were really excited to talk to you because I think in the world of dating apps and and certainly our children, I mean, I have one married, so she's no longer in that world, but 
our kids, you know, it's just assumed you're going to get on a dating app and just meet somebody and go on dates. But for our demographic, for women 40 plus, 50 plus, who may be just entering back into that dating world, it can be a very daunting idea to put all of your information on an app and just start dating. So first off, welcome to the show, Christy. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. At this time of life, so many changes happen. A lot go through a divorce. There might be a death, uh, a spousal death, or a major breakup. If they weren't married, there was a major breakup. And we do get a lot of questions about this. And Colleen and I are not experts in this Yes, we always say if we don't know something, we will find the experts to talk about it. So I guess the first question is matchmaking. This is, you know, I always think in my head back to like, the grandmothers who used to matchmake and everything, but how did you get into this and what is it that matchmaking does differently than let's say an app does? So I started with dating coaching to help people get out on their own 15 years ago and do online dating and meet people in person. And then my clients were like, look, I don't have time to do this. Like I don't, I don't want to do online dating. I'm not getting the results. It's even worse now online dating, um, especially after COVID. So People hire me to really get to know who they are, like their value systems, their life and relationship goals, interests and hobbies. And then my job is to find people that match or mutually align with what they're looking for. So I do the heavy lifting for them. I, I present them with profiles of people that are uh, that match what they're looking for. I set up the dates. I send them out on dates. So we work together through the whole process so I really get to know my clients. So they just have to sit back and I bring everyone to them. Yeah, I noticed on your website that you really go into depth with this. Like you even, you do like a photo session. Can you share some of the things that you do to go into depth with this process? Yeah, so I do an initial consultation first for like an hour or or whatever it takes to really get to know the person that wants to work with me. And then from there, as soon as we get that, you know, we start working together, we do a photo shoot first because, you know, everyone's visual. So I help them with their outfits. We have a stylist too, if they have to kind of revamp sometimes after divorce, you have to kind of get a new look and kind of spruce yourself up. And so we help with all that and we do the photo shoot. And then as soon as the photo shoot's done, we start the process and I send out, start sending out profiles to men that are mutually aligned with what they're looking for. How do you find people to set, whether it's a man coming in your office or a woman coming in your office, you have an idea of several people. Where do you find these people? That's a really good question. So we, I have a huge database. I've been doing this for 15 years, but we're always recruiting. We don't recruit on online dating sites like some matchmakers do. I feel like that's a disservice to my clients that they can do that on their own. So we go to events. I, I might be on the street and see someone that's like my client's style and be like, hey, are you single? I'd love to talk to you. You might be a good match for my client. Or we use LinkedIn and other social media sites to help recruit as well. Okay, that's that's interesting. I was going to ask how you did that as well. And so are you just for women or both women and men? Like, do you do that? Yeah, I work with both women and men who want monogamous relationships. Okay. They don't necessarily have to want marriage. Some people just want a long-term relationship. You know, everyone wants, they want different things. But the main thing is they want a monogamous relationship with someone that they can share, share their life with. So I'm curious. I know you uh, represent people of all ages, but for the demographic of 40 plus, are they looking for something a little different? For the most part, do you find that that demographic has different wants in a partner than someone who's younger? 
I think so. I mean, they, they definitely want someone that's financially secure. The younger people are more about like family uh, alignment with interests and hobbies. P- politics is a huge play anymore for a lot of people to be aligned there. It's kind of a value system for some. So I think the people that I work with that are a little older, some of them are really picky. Like I think they feel like they still look like they did when they got married. And I'm like, all right, let's reel in the expectations. I'm like, let's look in the mirror. So like they want Brad Pitt or, you know, Sharon Stone. I'm like, all right, let's kind of reel this in a little bit. It's really about a connection. And you never know where chemistry is going to hit. So if you have a type that didn't work so far, let's, you know, like open the, you know, the spectrum to different looks and things like that. And they really want a, a solid human that's kind, that's giving, honest, because most one some sides have gone through some toxicity, so it's really about finding a good human for mm-hmm. a relationship. Yeah, that's interesting. When you bring up toxicity, what kind of vetting process do you use uh, to to pick a client? So I go through the initial consultation. So if they're still like bashing their ex and there's negativity, then they're not ready for matchmaking. They could do coaching, but I won't take them for matchmaking because they're not ready. Because if you're not healed from your past relationships, you're going to get back into another toxic relationship. So I always make sure that they're whole. I also do background checks, make sure they don't have a criminal background. That's really important too. I mean, there's some people that I found, not many, but a few over the years that had a criminal um, history or they were married. So I don't work with married people. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good point. Now that we have social media, it's, it's, I would assume, easier to check on things like their marital status and their business and things like that. Yeah. 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 So I go through their, you know, their social media, like you just said, and also I do a background check. That is so important for safety because I think that's another issue with people as any, any woman, um, but really our age as well. They're very concerned with safety because you hear scary stories out there. So that is a really big reassurance there that you do that. And so then you talked about dating consulting. So you still do that as well. Can you talk a little bit about what that involves? Yeah. So the dating consulting is for people that are um, really want to kind of get out there on their own or they haven't healed yet. So getting your confidence back, you know, getting out there, learning the conversations. We have a little conversation starter sheet that I can give your people if they want to reach out to me just to kind of get back out there. Cause sometimes you don't know what to say if you haven't been dating for a while. So I help them with confidence, getting over the fear of rejection, where to meet people, you know, there are different events. Like you really want to find people with similar interests. So a bar is not the best place to meet somebody. So like going to a meetup group that's for hiking or biking or something like that. It's a great place to start to meet singles. I know there are a lot of women who are married 20, 25, 30 years. And like Bridget said, either got divorced or now a widow. And they're just kind of ready to step their toes in the water, but they're not ready to actually be in a relationship. What suggestions would you make for that person to kind of draw confidence, gain the like desire to, cause it's so over, it's such a different world now. It is. Yeah. So I think, uh, it's great to date a lot. I call it rotational dating. So just go out and meet people and don't be attached to the outcome. Just have fun. See what you like, what you don't like. Uh, I think for many women and um, maybe jumping in or 
sleeping around a lot might be good for them. So like, make sure that you're some, someone that's like, I can just walk away from this. And that if you're sleeping with a guy, you don't feel like there's going to be a relationship because men don't bond over sex. They have to, you have to get their heart first. So that's one thing I see with some women that get out of a relationship. They just start sleeping around and thinking that it might turn into something or they're just having fun, which is fine too. So I think it's great just to kind of go explore and see what you want to do. Just make sure that you know your boundaries and what you feel safe with and comfortable with. Mm -hmm. I was curious about the styling part of it because I can just picture it now. Like, you know, if you've been in a relationship for a long time, you're going to get set in your ways. You don't have a problem wearing your ugly old pajamas around with your, you know, bunny slippers or whatever. So how, you know, does that work? Does the styling part of it work to help? Yeah. So I have a stylist that I, I work with. So like, I, I'm not a stylist. I have a team of people like photographers, you know, all the people that do their thing the best way. So they'll actually go through uh, uh, your closet, a man or a woman, and kind of see what you have. And maybe there's some great things there that you can accessorize, or maybe you need someone to go shopping with you and figure out a, a different look. But it has to be a look that the people are comfortable with. So if it's totally off the rails, they're not going to feel confident when they go into the date. So we have so they find their style and what they're they're going to be happy with and feel confident uh, confident with. Yeah. So it's not like they're putting on a whole new person. It's, no. it's, so it's not like a glamour person. shot back in the nineties. when you <laughs> Did the glamour shots? It's not that. <laughs> I forget. Yeah. Yeah. So we do the styling and then we do the photography. So we want to bring out the person's essence and like who they are in that session. So it says on your website, you have a 92% success rate, which is amazing. What do you attribute that to? Thanks. A few things. The main thing I work with each client directly. So, I mean, I have a staff of people, but I personally get to know each client and uh, learn what makes them tick. So we do exit interviews after each uh, date so we can get feedback. So I can kind of really hone in on, you know, the type of person they want. And then also I just love my job. I mean, I just really <laughs> love the people. So when I do the initial consultation, if I feel that they're not ready for matchmaking, that they still need to be coached or need in therapy, I won't take them on as clients. So I really feel important that you really have to love yourself and your life first before you get into a relationship. You're going to attract toxicity or codependent relationships and other things. So it's really important to do your work first and then you go into the relationship. Wow. I mean, you are really thorough on this, which <laughs> is very, I mean, I think that's really uh scores a lot of confidence. I think that people will have a lot of trust because you are so thorough with this process. I mean, and we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. And we're back. Did did you have a model or did it come up where you went along or how did you come up with this process? Because it's very thorough. Over the years. So I honestly, my background is like executive coaching, life coaching, other things. And then I went through a divorce about 17 years ago and I was a train wreck. <laughs> so I was like dating all the, uh, the wrong people, all the charismatic love bombing narcissistic guys. Cause I'm a giver. And I also did work, didn't need to do work on myself first. I just jumped right in the dating world. So I backed off and did a lot of work on myself and figured it out and then started helping my friends really uh, date different people, how to do online dating better. Um, and then this just kind of evolved. And so what happened is I didn't think it was a real, a real job, but I thought I can help people not make the same mistakes I did after divorce. And then uh, my clients started asking me about matchmaking and I went to a matchmaking institute to learn about matchmaking. 
But the process I had to kind of figure out on my own. So over um, the 15 years, I've really kind of honed in on, on really trying to make it a, a process. So it's a process I use for every person and really get to know who they are. There's a matchmaking institute. <laughs> Find something like that. Is it just by word of mouth or are yeah, they around? I, or <laughs> I just searched it and I was like, all right, I think this could be something that I could help people with. Cause my clients were like, I don't want to be online. Time is money, whatever. And cause you know, online dating is like a full-time job without any results for the most part sometimes. So I just kind of looked it up and went there. Uh, and then we're doing actually a process too, um, to help people that want to get into the matchmaking. So, so our process is so streamlined and we really do right by our clients where unfortunately in any business, not all do that, do things well. We really with integrity and honesty, we make sure that our clients really feel comfortable and are also enjoying the process. So is there a limit to how many dates you can have or is there anything like that? Great question, Bridget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we do unlimited dates because I, when I first started, I would just give a set number of dates and then people start like hoarding the dates or maybe the first one they hit it off and they're like, well, why have five more? Kind of like online dating, there's a perception of perfection. So I just do unlimited dates over a six month or 12 month period. And it's a, whoever I feel is a good match, I, I just present to my clients. And if they want to meet, then they go out on a date. Okay. So then they don't, I was, Paper try, date? I was trying to think. Paper date. <laughs> No. So yeah, I, I mean, I think what I was, so it's just, yeah, you're not set. Like you just said though, there's not a set number of dates. It's just within a time period. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not okay. The quality matches in the right one. Okay. So yeah. what happens if you have someone that you introduce to another person and they come back from the date and one of the people just was so enamored and said, this person's great. I, I really want to pursue the next date and see what happens. But the other person's a little hesitant and they're like, I don't know if that was a match or not. What do you do in that situation? That's like the worst part of my job. <laughs> 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 so that happens. Yeah. So some people, yeah, for sure. And when that happens, there are two, two sides to it. If the one person's like, I just can't see Dame again. Like I, the conversation just didn't flow well. Then okay. Now if yeah, a lot of people want this rom com like magic, <laughs> and that's not like that. That's usually an indication of maybe a toxic past relationship, or it's just you know your hormones going. It doesn't mean it's going to be a long term relationship. So I always say, if you had a good time on your date and the banter was going and you enjoyed each other and you're not sure if you're sexually attracted to them, you should go out another date or two to really kind of see how it goes and really get to know the person. And then if it's not there, it's not there. Mm -hmm. Do you have like any like first date rules, like public place, anything like that? Um, I, I don't know if you have any rules around that type of thing. Don't talk about your exes. Stay oh, okay. politics. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Um, stay away from the negative topics and just really get to know each other. Be on time. Just some basic stuff. Be on time. Dress well because your first impression is everything. So if you blow your first impression, you're not coming back from it or it's going to be really hard. So you want to go in with a smile, good posture, um, and just you know, like build that rapport and that banter and see where it goes. And also, I think a lot of people, they see this resume. I mean, not with me so much with the matchmaking, but if they're online dating, they have to just not be so attached to the outcome and just be yourself and have a good time. Do some of the clients do online dating in addition 
to matchmaking or do they commit to this process and say, let me try this before I get into that other world of online? Most of the people that do the matchmaking with me do not do online dating. My coaching clients do, um, or we send them out to events and meeting people on the street. But the matchmaking clients are just like, you just do the work. I, I'll sit back and wait for you to bring me people to meet. That's a good question. What if you, if you've got like the people hit it off, if you're like, I found the one, is there any other commitment there or is it just like, yay, it worked. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm, I get to be friends with a lot of my clients. So they keep in touch with me, which is fantastic. And I love the love stories. So I, and I'm always available for coaching is a part of the matchmaking. I feel like sometimes people might be blocking themselves or I miss something maybe on the initial consultation, or they're just nervous or scared to get back out there. So I'm always available for coaching, even after they get into the relationship. Like, what do you think about this, Christy or that? Or how should I approach this? Do you suggest on a first date that it's dinner? Is it coffee? Do they talk on the phone first? What's the process there? I think you have to talk on the phone, at least to set the date up. Because, you know, someone could have a voice that you can't stand or they snort or something that's going to drive you nuts. So I think it's always good to, like, text a little bit and not waste too much time with that. Because people will drag it out for weeks and then they'll ghost you. So it's like you banter back and forth a little bit. You, hey, let's get on a call. Make a plan to meet. And then I always suggest, you know, it could be... Um, like the coffee, coffee can kind of feel like not during the week anyway, because you, then you might be rushed to go back to work, um, or a cocktail, a light app dinners are like the worst first dates. Um, cause you have a, a big table between you. So there's that physical object. It's great to sit beside somebody so you can create a little bit of banter and physical touch. Um, or at least if you're go to dinner, do it adjacent at a four top table. So you're ne- kind of next to each other to see if there's any chemistry there. So, yeah, and I, some people do coffee and walks. It depends if it's a public area, but definitely online public area for sure. Yeah, that, that seems like the scariest thing to me. I always tell my husband, if something happens to you, I am not getting remarried. Right. <laughs> I always say that. I'm like, you probably hear that a lot from uh, them. Yeah. Do, do women want to get remarried more often or do men want to get remarried? It's just, I'm curious since Bridget said that. That's a really good question. It's kind of a mixed bag. So some women, especially if they're financially stable, they're not so interested in getting remarried again. The, uh, the men usually are. So the men usually do want to get married again. Like they're open to it. But some of the women, if they're like, if, you know, especially if they've supported their ex-husband, they're like, no, I'm just going to, I want a long-term relationship, you know, possibly marriage, but it's not really my end goal. You know, it's really finding someone that to fall in love with again and have a long-term relationship with. You know, that's so funny you said that because that's what I found amongst family and friends that have gone through divorce is the men want to get remarried and the women are like, I'm pretty good. I don't mind going on <laughs> dates, but yeah. I'm pretty good. Yeah. I think some women at our demographic just want companionship. They want to yes. travel with someone and enjoy company, but they're very happy having their own house and their own personal space. At least that's the, a lot of women that we talk to that have been through divorce aren't really excited at the idea of being, having somebody there 24 seven. I've had clients that just move like within the same block. They have their, their own houses. Like they're yeah. like, we need our space. We love each other, but it's just too much. So, yeah. I mean, there's, we have all these traditional things that, you know, we have to be married, have the two kids, white picket fence. Times are changing and people need to do what's right for them. 
Mm-hmm. With your matchmaking company, you represent clients, represent, you have clients, sorry, this is the attorney in me. <laughs> you, you have clients in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and South Florida, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Number one, is it expensive and what type of commitment is it? And two, if someone doesn't live in those areas, how can they find somebody as a matchmaker? You can search online and matchmaking is expensive. Um, I mean, the coaching is a lot more reasonable. So for people that can't do the matchmaking, they'll hire me for coaching so that they can kind of meet people on their own. It's a wide range of pricing across the matchmaking board. The one thing is I'm located in these areas. Like you have national companies that charge a lot more than I do and they're, they don't have a database. So to be a really effective matchmaker and do a good job, you have to have a database of people to introduce to your clients. So people are looking for matchmakers, they should be aware of that if they're not open to traveling the country to meet people. With your coaching, do you have to be in that area of Philadelphia or South Florida or New Jersey, or is that is that just for that area, or can people from around the country do online coaching with you? People from, like, anywhere. I oh, okay. People in Europe, all over. Yeah. Oh, so, so anybody can do online coaching yeah. with you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So with the dating coaching, if someone were to hire you to to start with coaching, there, are there certain apps that are better than others for dating? Do you recommend one for a certain age? Because I'm thinking of all those ones that either cater to younger people or cater to older people. What do you suggest as a starting place? Yeah, that's a good question. They're all different. I think that... Um, you know, you have match.com. That's kind of a wide range. I have uh, people from twenties to 70 on there. You have hinge Tinder. Tinder's trying to change their brand to more of a dating site than a hookup site. And then Bumble's a good one too. So those are my top four that I really like if you're going to do online dating. So I know a lot of people think, Oh, well, if you're paying for match, they're better matches. They're really not. And a lot of people are on all of those. So I say pick two that you like. And just manage to, because it can get really overwhelming and discouraging. Make sure they have good pictures. Make sure you write a a cute profile. Um, And not like, I don't want men that are this, or don't want women that are that. Like, keep it positive and light and fun, because that's what people really are looking for. What would you say if you're looking through those um, on an app and you're looking through the profiles, are there any red flags that you want to say, not that person, don't do that, you know, don't click on that person? Yeah, I should say they don't have a photo, number one. I don't even engage with them. Um, if they're really negative, you can you can read in their profile, like they're bashing their ex-wife I, or just something like, just I don't like this, I don't like that, this whole list of things that are just negative. That's not a good sign that they're in a healthy place to date too. Uh, and then a lot of... I hate to say the European, they use, I mean, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying anything about Europeans, but a lot of the European type of profiles are fake. Like if the picture is too beautiful, <laughs> fake And I think that's what's important with your, your dating when you do the matchmaking with the real photo, that yeah. you get the real photo. When you have a matchmaking part, do they uh, see a picture of each other before they go on a date or is it blind date? <laughs> Yeah. So that's, I do that in the initial consultation. That's why my success rates are so high. So before we even start, I make sure I show them profiles. So I know what, who their type is. So, and then once we start the process, I send a picture with a profile of each person and they decide if they want to meet them. And also that, um, for my clients, everyone I bring to them, 
already wants to meet them. They're vetted. They're aligned with what they're looking for. Um, so it's just up to them if they want to meet them or not. Do you find that women are more flexible in dating age ranges or men more flexible? Cause it's, you know, you always hear this, the typical 50 year old man only wants to date a 20 year old woman, but are, is one sex more flexible in age range dating than the other? I think men are really um, in my, at least in my business. I mean, they, you know, they usually want like around their age or younger, but I'm finding more women that are saying, you know, I look really great for my age. I want to date 10 years younger. So, um, and it's, it's a weird dichotomy because I'm just, I would date, I work with people that want to date age appropriate. So it's really not about just the age. People are so focused on the age. It's about the person, how healthy they are, how they show up, the work they've done on themselves. So, yeah. So the men usually want to date around their age or younger. And then the women are just kind of like younger. So really? yeah, yeah, a lot of, <laughs> several of them. I mean, the ones I work with are open to older. So I'm like, go 10 years up, five years down. And for the men, I guess it's like five years up, 10 years down. Um, but the ones that want to hire me that want a 30 year old and they're 65, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> then you go match.coms, right? Over yeah. Or, or go to 10. Christy, we're going to have all of your links in our show notes so that people can get in touch with you if they would like, or if they have questions and we appreciate your time. This is so fascinating. It is and fascinating. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. doing what you do because I love that women and men have options. Yeah. I love it. This was so fun. You guys are great. I appreciate oh. it. Well, thank you so much. Well, that was some really great advice, Christy. Thank you so much for just talking to us today, sharing what you do. It is so fascinating and the care that you take to make sure that your clients are safe and that they are putting their best uh, face forward, just giving them great advice. So remember KP matchmaking, and we're going to have all that information in our show notes. Yes. Yeah. And just remember that she did say that she has a list of questions is see if you're ready to date and she will send them to you. Oh, so yeah. if you email her at what Bridget said, KP matchmaking, they'll send you the questions to see if you're even ready to start the process. Right. You know, I, I just think Betting process, I would feel very safe if I were in that situation using Christy in this process. Don't forget to check out our website, hotflasheskilltopics.com, and follow us on all of our social media accounts. We have a great Facebook group where women ask questions. They help each other out for situations that, you know, happen to us in this time of life. Also, we have Instagram. Um, we are on TikTok. We have a hot flash shop. We have some brands we love on our website that you need to check out. Send us an email if there's some topic that you would like to learn more about. And we're going to do some research and find someone that can help us with the answers to those questions. We hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. Make sure to like, subscribe, and we always appreciate a review. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time.